0: He says he needs me right away, so I'll be going now.
1: Hold me on for a sec! Look, I really need Kageyama to join today no matter what, understand?
0: A girl, huh? She must be
1: trying to use mob. He's not really the type to play any kind of sports stuff. Probably isn't a good idea to force him. We're not
2: some stupid sports club. We're the telepathy club.
1: Huh?
0: You're kidding me.
3: It's a club where we train to feel telepathic powers.
0: Uh, that sounds shady as hell. Telepathic, huh?
3: Don't play dumb with me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I've heard from a reliable source that Kageyama has telekinesis at end! Hey, I bet you're just using him to
0: solve cases and get more customers because you can't do it on your own because you're a big footy! Shut your mouth, amateur! Don't you dare Uh, waste my students precious time with their middle school nonsense! What?! Are
1: you saying that you don't care if they shut down our club?! We'll get kicked out of the room and have nowhere to go!
0: Uh, Master, the club president is crying, so I think I should join after all.
1: Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where four psychics in their thirties—at least, I think so. I didn't remember to ask our special guest. Yes, talk about <laughs> anime. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: Do you want to spend the rest of your life with that frown, Bill?
0: Eh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with it. <laughs> Guess he must be anemic. It's
0: Josh. Yeah, given the last couple months, that's not a unfair assessment honestly i better just join the body improvement club and just go from there huh you really should Get he's back the... into wrestling maybe
1: he's the only one not laughing it's our special guest yada
2: oh, i'm laughing on the inside guys don't worry i'm not it's not a judgment <laughs> also it's a pleasure to be here <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why do i look so bored all the time my name is andy it's probably my chosen career. Hey, <laughs> hi!
0: <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to Tuny Japanese. How are we doing today? The leaves are changing colors. The Christmas crispness in the air. Our world leader is uh, currently sick with a uh, world uh, <laughs> <laughs> devastating disease. Oh, 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 God, so, I mean, it's not terrible.
3: It's not it. terrible. Not while I'm drinking water, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bill, how are you doing? I'm just uh just finishing up the last lager of the year before I switch over to Ales, so and it's an excuse to drink at one o'clock in the afternoon. So that's a,
1: that's a, it's a holiday all on its own, I think.
3: <laughs>
1: uh Happy COVID day. Happy, happy, happy day. Uh and <laughs> also we have a very special guest, uh someone who we've been wanting to get on this podcast for an extremely long time, uh, and just have never made it work. Uh it's Good friend of the show, former member of the Questionable Endeavor Network, now deceased. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a thing that happened for a couple of years that didn't really work <laughs> out. It's fine. Uh, what? <laughs> member of formerly the Reanimator Podcast, now my anime podcast. I love the titling of that, by the way, because it just makes you feel so included. Guys, it's Yada. Yada's here. Yada, how are you
2: doing? You know, it was a Questionable Endeavor, but in, in it was a fun ride when it lasted. I am doing fantastic. Coming on to day 3 of a 4-day weekend. So I've been oversleeping, overeating and overdrinking, but um I'm together and I'm lucid for this podcast and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. No pressure. I'm sure it will be. I I've set my sights of best guest ever. <laughs> <Nice>. Superfan <laughs> Matt, get 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 ready. Got a lot of guests super fun am coming for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um I was just thinking uh yada um while, while we're actually on the subject of podcasts and everything else. Who are you and what makes you famous? Uh give us give us a I'm nobody body.
2: and I'm not famous, but uh I am the host <laughs> of the my anime podcast, formerly the Reanimator Podcast, formerly of the questionable questionable Endeavour network. Uh we're still chugging along, we do anime stuff like you guys. Uh we're a little bit more like ADHD, I guess. We can't really spend like a year. <coughs> Wolf Wolf's rain, wolf's rain. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast,
0: yeah. oh, it was so was such good, a though. dense season. <laughs> dense season. It was so good
2: though. But you probably heard my voice from. Just gonna sit yeah, over it here. It was stage. a good
0: analysis, but, but I'm
2: sure your listeners probably heard our bumper um on your podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. That was always a pleasure, you know. Yeah. Just like chilling along to the tuning Japanese podcast, and I have to hear my own voice. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> a little surreal a little surreal. yeah this has been long overdue i've been a big fan of this podcast for quite a long time um this is my favorite anime podcast and you know that oh well, thank and you, i sir. and i do oh, and i do dip great, my toe man. into quite a few you know i'm always on the the lookout for some good podcasts and this is my favorite and um you know me and cam one of your listeners shout out to cam i don't know if he's still a patron or formerly mm-hmm. patron but uh me and him have gushed about your episodes and you know shared our opinions on all of your hosting abilities in private many time. I'm a Bill guy. He's a Josh guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and no one's an Andy guy. It's fine. I'm used to that. Uh, so <laughs> because you're our Chris Wallace, Andy. That's that's sometimes that's simply <laughs> simply put.
2: Sometimes you just have to. I keep did. Um, I, d- these I did. Um, I usually. And I'm like. I'm usually like hard. very like pro Josh because I feel like he gets such a bad time. You know, he's like the dirt in the shoe of everyone else. <laughs> like, but when he chose
0: oh, someone... you, haven't been friends, you haven't been friends with me for over 20 know, years dude so trust me you,
2: but, a lot of this is deserved when, when, you, when you chose Gungrave I, I jumped ship I'm not going to lie <laughs> It's like forget this <laughs> I was sitting there like he's going to choose My Hero Academia he's going to choose we My have, Hero Academia we will have a thorough
0: discussion in private later I was expecting sir. My Hero
2: Academia I got very excited about it
0: good sir prepare to get a long paragraph uh, uh, running down on uh, Discord later about about that Don't you uh, comment ever, there, Mr. Yada.
2: Ever <laughs> call me out in
1: a podcast again? Josh and I have very similar tastes on anime, mostly, although we disagree on on certain things. One in particular. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna say I am <laughs> I am gonna say I'm very glad we're not doing um, My Hero Academia because I watched a couple episodes wow. and I'm not a fan.
2: Wow, I was gonna swear. <laughs> I just I just
1: said, I'm not. Oh. I'm, oh. and may, and, may,
0: and maybe it's just because
2: I only watched. Yeah, a couple well, episodes. Like, I um.
0: Dude, you have to kind of get. You have to get through a third of the first season.
2: I'm a massive fan of this volleyball and hike Haikyuu, and I will just not shut up about that anime. My co-host recently watched it for the first time after three years of co- coaxing, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> what did you think?
2: And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I guess it was okay. <laughs> oh my God.
0: That, that was Rushing kind of my reaction when um, I finally made them watch Gurren Lagann, and they are like, eh, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. That was funny, actually.
2: Speaking of Gurren Lagann, I had a, I had someone contact me about you guys, go, they don't like Gurren Lagann! Talk to him! I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm, like oh, I'm not that big a fan either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of speak, since we're talking about anime that we've covered and you, you have listened to the show uh so of all the anime that we've covered what would you consider for yourself to be your favorite and your least favorite just oh okay
2: you? uh well obviously mushishi is my favorite because i made you watch that shit <laughs> <laughs> we did we did cover that that's true that's fair no that's fair uh but taking like personal biases aside i really like record of lotus war it's, it is record of oh, lotus so warrior load um i, do, I like that yes. one a lot yeah. Yeah. it's like i like the D vibes to it like i think the animation is absolutely awful but the artwork is really beautiful so even, just because of that it really holds up mm-hmm. well and it has that nice like um ova aesthetic from like those like eight late 80s early 90s shows oh yeah totally that would probably be my favorite uh I, one punch man actually season one of one punch man is phenomenal um actually that might be my answer my favorite and least favorite <laughs> One Punch Man season one and One Punch Man season two. <laughs> um, you definitely
0: had some uh, glowing comments on on your particular show about the first season of One Punch Man. So, well, that's you know, why we. And for did those it. of you that have never heard, go check out my anime podcast and check out their discussion on uh, such shows like uh, One and
2: Punch Mo- Man. And, yeah, and our worst ever episode, which was uh, Mob Psycho, which is. We re and that was a and that was a re-record. It was like take two was even worse. But uh, yeah, we've 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 covered a lot of anime over the years. I think we've probably done over a hundred at this point, just from the sheer like wow the badness of how we organize our schedule. You know, we're like, oh, let's do one series a week. <laughs> we definitely won't burn out. Spoiler alert: we burned out. No. <laughs> There, there's an opposite to that though too. There's the
1: the opposite of trying to do an entire series and then you kind of burn out a little bit once you get to like episode 24 or 25 of an anime and you're like please <laughs> for the love of god queen move on. Yeah. Even me like can we stop talking about these fucking wolves please? <laughs> like I love the show but <laughs> oh, I, oh, you I mean, want to do you something like the
0: else. four recap episodes that we, we didn't skip even, those. We yeah, skip do those. even a blooper episode <laughs> for I remember
2: <laughs> when uh, you guys announced you're going to do like the, uh, the there was like a seven part sequel or seven extra episodes of once Wolf's Reign or season 2 or something else. And I remember I was like ready <laughs> to throw something at the window. I was like, "Stop fucking talking about Wolf's Rain!" <laughs> uh, like,
1: and I, I have fr- all, I have all of the I have, uh, uh, all of the not. I jokes. have
2: a lot of friends who love Wolf's Rain. Like actively, like praise it. Best OP ever. All of, all of the superlatives, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you've never had a year and a half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just 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 show them
1: the link and go here enjoy. Yeah, they can binge it in one... Like, now they can just binge it all. It's all fine. It's all yeah, fine. fair
2: enough. Seriously, I would say One Punch Man, though. And least favorite... I, I don't know. I think you've, you've actually been pretty good in your selections. Like, you've never shown anything that I've actively, like, disliked. Until now. <laughs> Until now. No. Now, even the, the, the Gungrave thing was, was purely, <laughs> like, a um a marketability thing, I thought. Like, I thought... I'm... I, I find that anime fans have a bad attention span when it goes to, like, looking backwards. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people just...
0: Yeah, like, totally. Uh early yeah, 2000s. Like, yeah. Like you
2: even look at Mal, right? Uh, you sh- like you have chosen some great anime from the past, and you'll see something like, no offense, this is no, this is not meant to be shade on Gurren Lagann, but the score just absolutely dwarfs, say, like Record of Lotus War or, um, uh, Wolves Reign, and it's not like that much better. Like you could argue one is better than the other, but there's just such a recency yeah. bias in anime, in the anime fandom, that uh, I find that even if we go back and do something from like. Jesus, like the mid-2000s, it's just, uh, you know, people are like, where do you do that old shit?
0: You know? <laughs> if you try Bleach, it's going to be like that scene in the Simpsons movie where everyone's coming in with torches at that point. You're just like, no, we don't want to do Bleach anymore. Yeah, like, Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, I it's dead. I mean, I, 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 Actually, is it That's dead, though? It's
1: of it, like even
0: – I don't know. Are they done? They, well, they finished Bleach. Well, yeah, yeah well, 2016 yeah. Uh, was when uh, it was stuck, well, I thought. I was actually watching a video on that. No, is
2: it Super is it Super Eyepatch Wolf? Four years later, the fall of Bleach. That has been following me around on YouTube for the last. Yeah, m- I, yeah, reviewed, a, I re- That I is what I'm watch watching it. right now. It's been following around. You know, is that one video that just won't <laughs> leave your your recommendations, and you're like, I'm not watching it. God damn it! But um,
0: <laughs> it's usually nestled between some sort of uh uh you know political ad in 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 the states. I don't know what it's like for you over oh, over there, but uh, yeah, it's just. Well, yeah, I'm sure the, he's that not that getting is. Joni Earth's no,
3: ads I, over there.
2: No. <gasps> I, mean, I, had a, I had a very weird moment today, actually, on a YouTube ad. Generally, I get, like, Food Panda and Masterclass. Like, they're the two that I get. Or um, Uber Eats, DoorDash, that kind of stuff. Nice. But today I got Interstellar. <laughs> the Christopher Nolan movie
0: from, like, several years back. I was like, what? why is Interstellar? And I was like, what? in, in. Starring Matthew McConaughey, yeah. all right. All right, cooler right. If you were. <laughs> it was like... Like, have I, have I gone back in time or something? Like that?
3: One day I got bored and tricked YouTube and i think thinking I speak Spanish. And so about half my ads are. <laughs> I, um, that's pretty great.
0: It happened when I was in Florida. Actually. I do, uh, I do have
2: some Bleach news. There was actually a, as of, um, I'm not sure what date this is going to be released, but we'll say as of the beginning of October, uh, they have released this, um, uh, spin-off movie called Burn the Witch, which is set in the Bleach universe and it's set, but it's set in like London. It's a movie uh, broken down into three parts, and uh, people have been pretty high on it. Like I was always a Naruto guy, personally, of the hmm. you know the Naruto Bleach One Piece things, but um of the of the big three of the big three yeah. Naruto. I don't was know, it's it was something zero. about it's just something about uh, ninjas, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm in, whether it be turtles, whether it be turtles or or nine tail I mean, foxes.
0: Naruto was fun for. I, I burned out at the tuning exam. Well, that would, I would say I that's out. the
2: well that, that was probably the peak until. The pain arc, but you have to wait literally 200 episodes between those two events, and that's like we're no, we're all adults. We know we realize that like I have a hard time uh, getting getting past 12 episodes these days. <laughs> Never mind like 1200 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
3: I I burned out on my roommate running around wearing a headband, <laughs> Throw, <laughs> throwing damn. up hand signals.
0: <laughs> I think I I think I took that headband yep. after after he moved out. I think I took that for a while, and then I finally threw it away when I moved out of my parents' basement. <laughs> Or it might actually be in one of their storage facilities at the house. Hey,
1: so that, so there's a podcast that we do uh, here where we talk about anime, and uh, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the the episode that we're going to talk about this is going to be kind of our finale of our summer viewing, you know, whatever, or Probably. just gonna, or just be we'll just be in as a bonus episode. I don't know how we're going to actually frame this on the uh, on 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 the feed, but uh, we're talking about uh, the anime Mob Psycho 100 which I think we alluded to earlier on in our discussion. Uh, and this was brought to us by Yada, who uh, really wanted us to discuss this particular anime. Uh, I've got some background on the anime, but before I go into that, by background, I mean, I did a little bit of Googling. Uh, Josh style. <laughs> <laughs> before before we, go, now, before we did, get
0: into did you, that. Wait, 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 wait. Did you go to Wikipedia?
1: I had it open and I only got one fact from
0: there. I, I, well, you son of a bitch! You stay away from that oh, side. Sorry. That is my territory. Sorry,
1: my bad. Stay out of the West Side. Uh-huh. He's, he's just joshing you. <laughs> I gotcha. Always, he's always joshing me. Hey, gotcha. uh, Yada. Before we get into that, though, I, I do want to ask: Why Mob Cycle for you? Why did you choose us for us to discuss?
2: Um, well, I thought it would be a good companion to your One Punch Man series. Uh, that was one of the reasons why. Also, I had another choice. I think I actually pitched it to you, which was The Silent Voice. Which was a movie, and that was um, the intention. There was to kind of get you guys out of your element, but then I thought about. I thought it would be more fruitful to try and predict something that you would li- you would actually like. I thought you, I, I was felt pretty confident that you at least Bill would really like um, Mob Psycho, considering he he really clicked with um, One Punch Man, and it was one of those things where well, if you like One Punch Man, you gotta check out Mob Psycho. This is my opportunity to force you guys to do something. So. I wanted to have a conversation with Mob Psycho, basically is what was going on. <laughs> and um, on a personal level, like um one of the lead animators from Mob Psycho is actually a Taiwanese guy, and I don't know if your listeners are aware of this, but I actually live in Taiwan, so kind of like pseudo Taiwanese at this point. I've been here for like close to a decade, so I felt pretty proud that like this this young Taiwanese act, um, animator went to Japan and has kind of like worked on and in a very like prominent position of, on major series. And this is, I think, is arguably like there's a case for it. Maybe not so much season one, but like the back half of season one and season two is maybe the pinnacle of animation in the last five years in terms of like how freaky they were getting. <laughs> you know, like yeah, how
0: the art form can well how the yeah. art form can evolve, and and that's something I definitely want to talk about. Is the art yeah we'll we'll is talk we'll talk about artwork.
2: that for sure. Uh, I want to throw it to
1: Bill since uh, Yada alluded to Bill being someone who might enjoy this, considering his love for One Punch Man. Um, Hi. Hi, Bill. Uh, Let's hear your voice for a while. Uh, So, was Yata on, like, on target here with
3: regards to thinking you might enjoy this? A hundred percent. I've gone beyond the three episodes we're going to talk about here, and it was kind of hard for me to stop watching it to go watch Gungrave to do actual, like, podcast work. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I... I like the humor, I like the animation. It's kind of like One Punch Man was where if we really sat and talked about it for a long time, I think we'd really start plucking out you know bits of philosophy and bits of maybe a little bit of a depressive uh even in the theme song really. You know the the whole like you know are you really anybody and
0: if everyone's not special then uh are maybe you'd be special or if you're not special then everyone's special.
3: Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I think, I think on that, like I said, just on a superficial level, I'm really enjoying it. I think, I think I will probably start really grokking into it, you know, the layers of it. I will probably watch it without being forced to. So that's the highest praise that's, I can give an anime.
1: That's absolutely 100% the best <laughs> praise you could give it will
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give it another mark of, of, of approval if you don't mind. My wife my wife my she wife didn't come in as an as an anime fan yes my, my wife. wife when we got together uh she wasn't an anime fan and because i was doing this podcast she started watching more anime she has gotten become to like anime and she loved mob Psycho. and i was kind of surprised because i was worried that the art style was going to detract her but she just threw herself into it so i i kind of equate you know, things that you might like, Bill, to things that my wife would like, because you guys are kind of similar on what you would or would not like anime-wise.
3: Well, I've said it before, I have kind of, I am probably the most westernized of the hosts. Um The stuff that I'm going to, the really deep cultural stuff kind of goes over my head sometimes. I didn't dislike Mushishi by any means, but it really was like, what the hell is happening?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of that was a bit of like throwing you in the deep end, expecting you to swim. It only gets weirder as well. Like, I, I, showed, I showed my girlfriend it, you know, and she was just like blown away with the title because the title in um in Chinese is Chongshu, which is like um Bug Master. And she's like watching these spirits dancing around, and she's yes. like, "Wait, is that, a, is that the bug?" <laughs> it's like, well, I guess so. <laughs> like that's not a bug. I was like, yeah, but then she's like, "Why is it called Bug Master?" I don't know. <laughs> Just enjoy the music.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mushishi was good, but uh, you know, I I might be the most contrarian and maybe not contrarian, but maybe the most critical of this anime so far. Uh, I I definitely when I watched episode 1 was not in a hurry to watch episode 2. I think my biggest thing we'll talk about when we really dig into it after we talk about some background stuff and such. And such I don't like the animation. I don't really like the art, but we will we'll talk about it. I don't want I don't want to dig into it right now. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. I'm going to be the the critical one, I think, this time around, uh, and and maybe you guys will help me through some of the stuff. So let's go ahead and talk just real quickly about some of the background of this anime, so we kind of at least know a little bit about when it was produced, uh, who was involved with it. So uh, this anime, uh, which I believe has twelve episodes in it, is uh, was created and uh, done through Studio Bones, which we've talked about Studio Bones before. The, air dates, the original air dates were July 11th, through, uh, 2016 through September 27th, 2016. It is licensed through Funimation and Crunchyroll. So if you want to watch along with this, you can go uh, to either of those two locations. Uh, the director is uh, Tachikawa Yuzuru, who I, I did a little bit of Googling. Has not done a lot of just full-on directing for series, but has done quite a bit of episode direction and some artwork. The ones that like stood out the most were he did he was the the main director on Death Parade, but also did some work on anime like Bleach and Detective Conan. Kind of well known uh animes are obviously that he's been attached to. Uh the opening theme we'll talk about is 99 by Mob Choir. Hades. Hate um it. and then the closing theme for Hate. the first. Hate it. I'm right there with you too. I absolutely despise it. Um
0: Okay, okay, all right. Pause really quick. Check out the Jonathan Young version because the Jonathan Young version was my introduction to 99, and it's pretty good. And and Andy, I know you like Jonathan. I do like Young.
1: Jonathan Young. I do. That's true.
0: Yeah, just just I'll look to, it up later. Look it up on on YouTube. You'll like it. Um, because he really puts it much it's, better, in my opinion, with his with his. I get
3: why somebody would hate it, and I don't love it by any means. When I first heard it, I was like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> but it, it's. Probably the best counting song I've ever heard.
2: I don't know. <laughs> twenty oh, one, twenty two, a... twenty three, twenty four. Oh, there's a there's a there's a great song by Feist, uh called one two three four. I don't even think it's the best counting song. I would recommend everyone check out Feist as well. She was on Sesame Street. It's uh user friendly. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Okay, I'll, uh, tell me which episodes so oh, I can show my daughter. Just okay. type like, um uh, Josh, there's so many episodes <laughs> of Feist <Sesame based laughs>
2: on Sesame Street. One two three four penguins marching yes, through the shore. I love counting, counting to the number four. Oh, you're counting! I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> you're counting with me, <laughs> and so on and so forth.
1: Um, since we're talking about the opening, is there any is there anything that you guys want to add about the opening theme? Bill, I know you were talking about lyrics.
3: Yeah, I, I, and again, I haven't really parsed them yet. But in general, the the actual singing of the the opening i think josh kind of quoted you know i think it's it's laying out a thesis of the show where you know nobody is really special even if you are special so and like i said i I haven't got deep enough in the show to really know where that's leading us but i'm at least intrigued by the lyrics
2: the most special thing about the op is not the music it's actually the visuals i think that visual that op the visually is like a statement of intent for what's going to come for the series itself um, the weird thing is it really reminded me of um Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's it's like it's very full on um visually. And this is just like you you only get introduced to it in set episode two, but it's just like it's wild. Like some of the some of the visuals that they're going with. Like it's so surreal. It's it's like that really sums up what you're gonna get, right? Like you're gonna get like maybe polarizing anime or animation, but some very like trippy visuals. Forces you to have a take on it, right? You're like you're not just meh. To, to what you're seeing. It's like, it's very evocative in one yeah. way, shape. like either you love it or you hate it. You, ha- it forces you to have an opinion. And I always, that's what I always like from, um, from art.
1: Hey, mobs, mob psycho 100, uh, actually began <laughs> yes. as a web comic, believe it or not. Uh, it was part of, uh, Shoka Kukan's, uh, Sunday web comic magazine. It, uh, the first issue of that coming out on April 18th of 2012. So, just like in the in, in most tra- traditions here, unlike Gungrave, which we talked about in our first episode of Gungrave, which I don't know the order of how these will be released. So this is like most most anime based off of some sort of uh, manga or webcomic here. I, I, I'm not familiar with the webcomic. I didn't go out and seek it to look it up at all. Josh, Yada, either of you familiar with the webcomic?
0: Just because I'm not a huge manga reader, I'm, I'm not. So I, I'm going to have to defer to Yada on this one. Uh,
2: I am not... A, I never actually saw it out either. I, I checked out the original webcomic comic because I was so interested in the work of One. This is partially why the reason... This was uh, One's work, his first, like his debut series before One Punch Man. So this was like um, his, first, his first album, right? I checked it out because I was never the biggest fan of the original the actual creator's art style. It's actually quite simplistic. And I feel like when they got adapted to actually full-blown manga... I feel like One Punch Man has superior art um, of the two. So, yeah, I can't really, like, contribute much to that either, other than the fact that it was just created by One, and he's the same creator as One Punch Man.
3: My only, my style on the artwork there, um, and I know you've been kind of critical of the artwork, Andy, and I think the, I think part of that, One Punch Man is a beautiful show, and I'm assuming manga, but Saitama still is drawn in that goofy style that sets them apart. Whereas, you know, Mob Psycho is basically the whole world of that style. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be kind of the issue. True. Yeah, I think it's and, and that's... And why One Punch Man looks so much better, because you have to for the dichotomy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's one of my biggest issues with it, is that the I, I like the, how Saitama stands out, and I like how some of the other characters in certain moments stand out in that anime. And I think the the juxtaposition, the stark difference between those, is ma- makes it, I think, more appealing to me than an entire world where... Everything is, I don't know. I We'll talk about it more, I'm sure, as we get, get into it.
0: I, I do have actually a question here, and this is a legitimate question. We said that Mob Psycho was one's first uh, manga and adaptation, or, you know, series, and then it was followed by One Punch Man. However, the anime adaptations, which came first? Was it One Punch Man or was it Mob?
2: Um, it was One Punch Man came in 2015, so this was the. Yeah, I was going to say I think this, was the year this really got commissioned off the strength of the success of One Punch Man.
0: Okay, all right, and that's what that's where I was leaning towards, but I wasn't certain. Um, and I think part of the appeal of Mob, especially if you know the the you know the body of work behind the person that that created it, I think going back to this very unique art style is nice. It's one; it's a callback to anyone who is a fan of. The original, you know, web comics or anything like that. But two, it, it really gives you a better idea because One Punch Man, with the with the exception of Saitama's character designs, are really well made. Like like almost your your typical Shonen anime characters are, are looking just gorgeous. Um, but if you look at the web comic, you see some of the the characters have the similar style. So I like the fact that Mob goes back to a much more similar style to the original. Webcomic, I think it's kind of an an homage and and paying respects to the original creator's vision, as it were, and I enjoy that, and it actually helps make the series stand out more among the crowd. I mean, anime in, in this day, in this current era, aside from story, the style is very much copy paste, copy paste. You know, it's very you could almost say it comes out through a manufacturer.
3: So this is the art equivalent of a punk band not being able to play their instruments very well. <laughs> right,
0: right, but still ha- but still have compelling lyrics oh, i think that
2: uh i i kind of like i think this art is like personally like I, if you want to save the art the um animation discussion for a little bit later on but like not to be like spoiling it a little bit but i think this artwork is light years ahead of one punch man but we can get to that later on
0: <laughs> well no no actually i, I mean if, if we're on the subject of the artwork let's go ahead and discuss it right now i mean this is free form but let's let's just stay on it i love the artistic choices um the the one that stood out to me in my recent reviewing was the episode where mob goes to the girls uh school and he takes out the pervert uh ghost and as he's fading out it's very watercolor but it's very you know, slowly dissolving away. And it's such a gorgeous image for something that's almost horrifying. You know, it's like removing the veneer of this monster to show this very pathetic person that eventually fades out. And I loved it. I mean, it was a really good way of conveying just this removing of of a mask of horribleness to show the weakness inside.
3: And I wonder if maybe the ghosts aren't getting a little bit more of the attention than the people.
0: It's a good that's a good point 'cause I mean it is very drawn. I mean, um Dimple is a good example of that. He he's he's almost animated in a style slightly different. Well,
3: pre Dimple pre uh his D digivolution.
0: Yeah, his slimer face.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I mean, even then, um even after he's you know, reduced to a bob state, <laughs> if we're if we're gonna go to what we dis- discussed off uh, Mike, you know, just to, to the the protoform as it were. He still stands out, but still also mixes a little bit i I like that animation style you know i and i I like what were you saying yes the the spirits especially the evil spirit mode stands out anima- um art wise compared to like the hand drawn style of the characters that really helps convey i mean visually it helps convey uh convey some great stuff I like the fact that the evil spirits are. So very different uh, art style because that helps convey this monstrosity that they are. But also when you peel away that veneer, you see something more humanizing that, yes, these are humans. These are people that are tormented and and everything else. And once they get exorcised, um, you know, they're stripped down to what they were originally. I do like
1: that aspect of it. You know, if we're looking at it from an artistic or even character design standpoint, I do like... The moments when they go from like the big scary monster supernatural being to like, like in episode three, you know, with uh, what's his name, Dimple. Where you you kind of see kind of like the shadowy face, but then it like slowly kind of forms into like this nerdy. Oh, is that in episode three? That was like the nerdy one that he wanted all. Or was that episode two? That's episode two. I'm thinking of episode two.
0: No, no, episode three was what I was talking about. That was that was the that was the, okay. I'm that thinking was the, the pervert, pervert, pervert right. Yeah. Um... School, school.
3: Yeah, that was, yeah, like the yeah. perverted gym coach or something.
0: Uh, so like you know that that whole like kind of fading. You kind of see he's just a
1: normal human being. I like moments like that, but I also dislike like how all of the monsters all kind of look samey they're all big they're all green they're all burly spirits
2: and i'm just like eh well um i don't i i don't want to uh to bill i don't know how far you're you're in that actually past episode three that the spirits are really like sidelined as we get introduced okay. to like to um other espers and i get really like the the crazy thing about mob um, psycho not to comp- like uh, to go back to one punch man again but uh, with Bomb Psycho, it literally gets more visually impressive episode upon episode right till the end of season two. But um, I, I don't know if you guys noticed it because it wasn't something I picked up on my first time watching it through. But as I've watched it again uh, and rewatched it for this podcast, I, I was really impressed by like the um, the angles which they actually chose to like frame the shots. So uh, in episode three, there was a moment when Dimple ordered all his followers to like dogpile on Mob. The, the way they angle a shot, which is like a real emphasis on his like feet, and it, it wasn't like from like a top down shot. It was like kind of like under the door style. I thought it was like really creative and like and like where they chose like to frame, the shots. And I think it really like uh, was a cool directorial foible or like um, idiosyncrasy that I didn't really pick up on the first two times I actually watched it through. But the yeah like the I would say that if the spirit's kind of like uniformity is an issue, I, you, that won't be an issue going into four, five, six, and even later on. Like um. I would say like episode six is quite a big high point. I um, and it, from there, it becomes much more like, uh, about the, the other espers in this world because you realize pretty, like, pretty quickly that Mob isn't the only one who's capable of like incredible, um, feats of psychic acrobats. <laughs> yeah. I, I really ran off a cliff there at the end there. Sorry. I haven't finished that, that
1: thought. <laughs>
0: What, what, yeah and I mean especially when you introduce oh god I can't remember his name uh, to tohiro to um his his uh, yeah, rival yeah. character that he shaves his head yeah when you first introduce him but moreover when you introduce the members of claw yes yes when you get to to the claw members and their individual powers that that you know the animation does does improve um and I I get what you're saying there uh Andy also, I think that that serves up that the uh, evil spirits, when they are exorcised, they are pretty much uniform, pretty much the same thing. At you know, they're they're mooks. There's even a character that shows up later in the series that uses evil spirits, and you know, as as his means of fighting. And yeah, it's clearly they're they're the mooks. They're 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 the goblins in Lord of the Rings, or the the ghouls in the Dresden Files. They're they're just. There to establish a threat that's easily overcome, and the real problem is later when when you see more espers showing up.
3: And see, I was going to start thinking maybe that went back to that thesis statement of these people who were ordinary, you know, tried to pretend they weren't after they died. Oh, that's brilliant! That's brilliant. Because he always talks about melting or melting them, um, or erasing them as opposed to exercising them. So I thought, no. no, but, no, 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 no x or size
0: come on get, say, it, say it right x or size not exercising
3: x or sizing
0: they they put such that's one of the things I love about the the dub at least they put such an emphasis on saying x or size as opposed to how you normally say it as a, exercising them
3: I'm glad we have a an expert in the English language here to explain that to me,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of those
2: at all. I don't know any of those,
3: yeah, fine.
2: <laughs> I'm not familiar with this exorcise.
3: Is it sorry, or sorry,
0: I just had to. <laughs> I just had to point out that it's one of my favorite parts about the dub is they. It, it's not just that they say exorcise, but they like really emphasize, like all the dub actors emphasize that word. They're they're very much. It you could say exorcise normally, or it's just. Well, I'm just going to have to exorcise them. Well,
3: maybe since they have a body yes. improvement club, yes. they're just trying to be very exactly. accurate. And to not avoid have...
0: saying exercise yes. and exorcise. Yes. No, no,
3: I get it. I get it. It's kinda of like how when people say you're honest. yeah, <laughs> we, we, uh, we call them egg corns. Uh <laughs> I don't
2: know if, you, if if that's like if that's like a thing that came across to the uh to the US, but it was like a in the UK and Ireland it was like egg corns because somebody on national T V said they always thought it was acorns were egg corns. And then it became a thing where people would just like remember oh. all of these like weird little um uh-huh. like like uh idiosyncrasies that people would have, sure. and like about like were, oh, I always thought it was such and such, you know. Like I guess like mm-hmm. the most classic version would be like how everyone read Hermione as like something completely different in the Harry Potter series to what it actually mm-hmm. was, you yep. know? Yep. Egg, egg corns. Yeah. egg Eggcorns. Exorcise.
3: My uh my classic one was when the waiter would come over and ask you if you wanted a super salad.
1: <laughs> super you're like, salad. Yes? Give me the damn super salad. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, I, gotta, exactly. I gotta watch
0: my finger, uh, man. Come on. But I don't skip salads. on the dressing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I had Macho Man Randy Savage voicing the super salad, but I just... Ooh, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, brother. Super salad, macho.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> eat
3: you, salad. you off the top rope. <laughs> the cream always rises to
0: the top of the
1: super salad. P- yeah. Teacher Randy, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, so... <laughs>
3: because <laughs> so- <laughs> i'm enjoying it right
1: now i just know later i'm gonna be like oh my god there's like two hours of audio oh, i love it. it was like a real like <laughs>
2: moment where like andy's like listening back to this future andy and he like there's a just happens <laughs> to be a salad beside him
1: probably probably i bought a whole bunch of lettuce i brought a whole bunch of lettuce for for lunches coming up so probably so let's is there anything else about the art about the
2: animation about I would say that one thing that's very cool about this anime is that uh, it was a, it gave a lot of like um, exciting young talents an opportunity to work and express themselves. Whether you like it or dislike it, it's quite expressive. Like I think there was a lot of freedom for the art, the animators to really like just go to town on facial expressions, like being overly dramatic. Um, a lot of like interesting like color sequences, and that was pretty exciting from like an animation nerd, we'll say, perspective to see all these like like young rock stars. Been giving the opportunity to take them make their big mark on a, like a marquee series like this, and like if you're not really interested in the series at all, like beyond these first three episodes, as anyone listening at home, I would just like urge you to go watch the season two episode five because that's probably the greatest single episode in terms of animation I've ever seen, and it's you just you kind of just find yourself like marveling at it. Um, it's kind of rare that you get like in 2020 when everything can look well, it's it's rare that you find something that just completely like it feels like you're watching something for the very first time like you've never experienced whatever this is before you know but again i can under- totally understand why it's not for everyone's taste because one of my co-hosts co, uh, co- uh, hosts, he really didn't like the animation style either and he was he's firmly in the camp that one punch man is the superior of the two shows and you know different horses different
3: courses
1: it's true uh bill what were you
3: saying i was just gonna say the uh to me the the art style almost seems like a uh like a cartoon strip in a Sunday paper. And that's not a knock because you think about it, you know, Farside or Garfield or something like that. You have so, so many fewer lines to express emotion than you do. If you're, you know, you know, like the preacher comic books where you, everything is damn near photorealistic. Now, yes, there's a lot more technical talent there, but when you have that technical talent, it's real easy to draw emotion. The, the eye to be able to take three lines to give it to, get across your message, there's a, there's a different skill there. And so I think that's why it did, like the animation doesn't bother me at all. And I think maybe that's why.
0: As a person that grew up on Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes comics, I completely see your point there, Bill. And I like that because it it does feel slightly nostalgic to me. Uh, now that, now that you bring it up and, and actually viewing it right now, as we're talking, I'm like, wow, yeah, that is a really fair point. The simplicity of the designs, on top of the the great emoting that they create, as as Yada was pointing out, um, it's a great combination that at once repels you but draws you in as well. You're so used to seeing these very crisp, very gorgeous animations uh, from you know the the current wellspring of of shows um, coming out from Japan, and you see something so unique to it. Um, it at once pu- pushes you away because it's not what you're – when you think anime, you think a very specific viewpoint. But then you look into it again and you go, oh, wait. There's a beauty in this that isn't the standard. And it really helps, in my opinion, really helps to create more of a reason to, to pay attention.
2: Um, remember the show Ed, Ed, and Eddie from uh, Cartoon Network. Yes, right? I do. Yeah. I remember like Oh, like, yeah. my, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I remember like my, my reactions to that Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, is kind of similar to what I imagine a lot of people experience with Mop Psycho 100, where it's like, it's a little bit more, cha- like, it's kind of more challenging almost to view it than, we'll say, like, Karen Chicken or Dexter's Laboratory, right? Like, I, I as a kid, I always had this hard time, like, just getting past the animation because it was kind of, like, a little bit grotesque to me, you know, and it it kind of challenged me. And if I remember, like, the, the yeah, like, um, Aenon Flux was another one, the MTV series. I remember like having a real hard time with that animation. Oh yeah. Oh, I love and I think with um <laughs> it's weird like with the like cuz you wouldn't use this like as a valid criticism of a movie, but I think it's like a very valid criticism with anime, like that if someone doesn't like the art style, that's there's nothing to be done, right? You can you can't argue like what appe- is visually appealing to somebody like cuz it's not like oh well on a narrative level maybe you missed this. It's like I don't like the art style. You know what I mean? But it's I I I do like the the fact that it's you know it's not to everyone's taste. I'm sure as, like, metal fans, you guys can appreciate that as well, you know, where, you know, it's never going to be to everyone's says
3: Metal is not all equal, and sometimes it just doesn't fit. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. All right. I want to move on a little bit
1: and talk about um, a couple other things. I want to really focus on, on the characters next. I know that Josh and Bill had already kind of talked a little bit, maybe, I don't know if it was on or off camera before we started, about their favorite character. Um, but I do want to talk about the main characters and like kind of our thoughts on them and how they develop over the course of even just these first few uh, episodes. And I guess I want to start with uh, I'm going to start with Bill's favorite character. We're not going to start with the the title character. I want to start with uh, Regan. I believe that's how it's pronounced as Regan. And I want to start with Bill here. So you and Josh both are drawn to this particular character. Is there a particular reason why? Like what if we had to talk about this character? What stands out?
3: I think just the whole idea of being a grifter and full of shit. That is absolutely the kind of character I would play in an RPG.
2: <laughs> he's a rogue. Oh, yes.
3: Yep. I think that's really what it is. He, you get the comedic moments from him. You know, I, you can argue he's the main character. You know, Mob is almost a plot device. It's, he's sort of the genos of this anime.
1: Oh, that's a good way of describing that. Yeah.
3: And so you get a lot more of his hopes and dreams and goals and struggles. And Mob is just sort of this. This oddball all-powerful who he's kind of hanging out around and pretending like he knows what he's doing.
1: Uh Josh, thoughts on Regan as a character.
0: I love Regan in this series. The first few episodes, it's clear he's a con man and he's using Mob's abilities to get him over in this in, in his pursuits. When you get further into the series, and even Mob even says it because Mob recognized later in the series. Yeah, Regan's a a fraud, he's a sham, but he's a good man, and that's the thing. You go through the series and you realize that Regan encourages Mob not only, you know, in what he's doing, but also encourages him him to focus on, on not using his powers against people. Using, you know, controlling himself and making sure that what he's doing is right. Regan is really a really great grounding and even more so probably a POV character that people like us can can get into because we don't have these powers we don't know what it's like to struggle with psychic abilities the whole thing about regan is that he grounds everyone um that's viewing the series into the normal this is this is what it's like to be the person this close to everything this crazy shit's going on with this kid but here we are i love the character and and he's he's hilarious though too i mean how how many times you know
2: <laughs> this is regan's special move
0: the, the salt, the, yeah, okay, yes, I yes. Really like that. Every ep- but he, yes. the, but he it, just oh, used and, table salt. Yes, and the motifs keep well. There's, there's like a latter episode goes, this is Reagan's special move where he sucker punches another esper or something <laughs> like, like, like it's it's literally him just doing the most common, yeah, tossing table salt, trying to punch a ghost with a table, the massage with a table salt, salt, yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, that was, I was not sure where that massage oh, was going.
1: I, I, I I was into it anyway. Like it was it was funny. It, it cracked me up. Like I I wasn't sure either. But yeah, I I kind of like Regan as a character. I think he's an entertaining character. I think you know I'm not gonna rehash everything you all said because you all kind of covered a lot of it. But he's not my favorite character, but I I enjoy having him as you know just just kind of seeing his deadpan responses to some of the things like, like in the episode where mob is going to join the school um, club, right? The, uh, what is it called? The, the telekinesis or telepathy club. <laughs> and he's like on the phone and he's like, yeah, these guys want to like, I don't know, like they want me to join this club. And he's like, but you don't want to. Right. And he's like, I, I don't really don't want to. He's like, so I told you to show up right now. You just leave. Right. And I just thought it's like, damn, you're such an asshole. And I love it. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good.
2: I think that, the beauty of Reagan is like, kind of like, I don't want to go too much past episode three, but, um, your first impression in those first three episodes is that he is this like hilarious, but at the same time, kind of morally questionable, uh, individual, but he kind of charms you just by how funny he is. And I think the great, the greatness of the series from his perspective is the fact that he, it's revealed that he is essentially Mob's moral compass, like Josh was saying. And that's such a, like, I, 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 I would defy anyone to see that kind of like predict that in the first half dozen episodes of the season, right? He at the, In the beginning, he just sees like a comic foil for what appears to be a dry character in Mob. But like on the other characters, uh, Andy, you say Regan's not your favorite character. So... No. You gonna reveal it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I really, really like Karada, uh, Tomi Karada, the telepathy club president. Absolutely fucking love her. Like the whole interaction with her and Mob throughout episode two and her fake crying and like her like pushing these people like like she's so into this idea of telepathy and i love the point the part where the other people in the club are talking to mob and they're just like look she's really into this and we just want to play video games and eat food so if you could just be a bro and join us that would be so awesome so we don't get kicked out of this room and she's just so passionate and there's just There's just some cool energy to her. I love her. And the end of episode two, where she's so convinced that he's going to join the club. And then we get that swerve that literally made me laugh out loud when he's like, I will join the exercise club or whatever it is.
3: And and
1: I I literally literally bust out laughing because, like, just her reaction. And I think she's a, a fantastic character, and I really hope she stays in the series. I don't know. Like I like I like that whole episode. I, episode 2 of those three episodes was my favorite one. Um I got total like gamers vibe, you know, like that anime gamers yeah. uh, with the exclamation point. Nice uh nice nice drop there by the way.
2: Gamers. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's that's <laughs> that's, that's more of a, a mo- somewhat more modern one and I don't really watch a lot of modern anime, but um you know that was one that like I got a lot of vibes to that um you know I love I love the storyline of the the school club and and, and yeah, it was it, it was good. So I, I really enjoy her as a character. Um, But we haven't really talked a, a, as much about Mob as a character, so maybe we should talk a little bit about Mob. Bill, tell me about Mob as a character. Yes,
3: Mob is actually pretty bland as the main character. You know, kind of some Saitama, of the Saitama yeah. stuff, really. Um, he, He's incredibly powerful. Uh, He seems to, and again, from what I'm, I've gathered from the first five or so episodes I've watched, it seems to me that he's bottling his emotions on purpose. Like, that's not horror writing that's a a symptom of the character you're right the biggest thing i'm confused by is why he's mob
2: oh
1: yeah i don't
3: i don't see how his name like i don't know if that's a spoiler or his his actual name is uh, shigeo kageyama uh,
1: Kageyama. and yeah yeah so i I don't know where mob comes from
3: right like the other psychic kid you know his nickname is just a shortening of his first name Terror. So I don't I don't I don't know what that is about or if that's explained or if it ever if it's just a thing or what.
2: It might be a pun in Japanese because I'm lo- I'm looking at one I'm looking at one of the characters um and in Chinese it would mean hand. So I'm not exactly hmm. sure. Like the second So you know, yeah, okay. I don't know.
3: I should know better by now that if I don't understand something in anime it's probably <sighs> a pun.
0: I think I think the best way to look at it is you're getting the hang of these Japanese sports yes, jokes, are Yes, there's our. Excel
3: that's record. what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> we had one earlier. Yada said uh, visually, visually interesting appealing. or, or
0: <laughs> visually pleasing.
3: <laughs> visually, that's yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, until I get deeper into the show, I don't know that, what else there is to say about him, but. Right now, he's kind of a pair of pants character. I
1: like the the kind of weird inversion that we get with Mob's character to what we see with Saitama. Because I, I really honestly think the, the comparison to Saitama is extremely easy to yeah. see. And, you know, the relationship we talked quite a bit in our review of One Punch Man between Genos and with saitama like we look at it with regan and and uh, mob in this one it's almost like opposite right where exactly where saitama you know is kind of bland but also is like man this guy really thinks the world of me i've got to do everything i can to like i don't know try to be some sort of mentor and he buys it and i we get the opposite here where mob is the one who just buys all the stuff this being told to him by Rhaegon, at least so far, right? He seems like he's he's kind of buying a hook, line, and sinker, or doesn't care enough if he does realize that he's not real, um, especially in that first episode.
2: I'm on Mob. I I actually, the first time I watched it through, I didn't really think of him too much as a character, really, beyond, like, uh, or too, too deeply of him. I thought he was kind of, like, a little bland, but, you know, he in the series, he inevitably kind of goes a lot of places. But um, the more I thought about him, the more I was kind of struck by, like, how clearly he felt like the the first creation of a writer. If you know what I mean. Like um a lot of writers will their first Mm -hmm. novels tend to be about themselves, right? Like there's a lot of themselves in the first novel more so than on any other time in their career. So I can think of like Philip Roth or James Joyce. Like their first novels are like about them. They're like almost like autobiographical. And um when you see like with Mob, it's like there's a lot of Saitama in him, right? With like with the power level and but there's a much he's much more vulnerable than um than Saitama. And I wonder if that's like a lot of the actual like the original creator like it kind of just like letting a, a bit of his humanity into the character because i find mob to be like infinitely more human of a character than saitama with saitama it's almost like uh what's driving him is like this sort of this kind of sense of like uh jadedness and he's kind of a, too like too much of a smart ass for his own good where like with mob he's like almost like painfully naive you know what i mean and he really feels like a middle schooler yeah. more so than a high schooler or an adult right like he just wants to like he wants these very simple things, and these are like very like. It's, I think it just tells a lot of about him. Is like the things that he actually desires more so than what, how he expresses himself, you know. And like, and, like in plot terms, like you know, he is very much re- repressing his feelings, and that gets explored a lot more in season two. But I, I kind, kind of He's, like a beautifully boring character. If that makes sense, like conceptually, That's he's concept, Yeah, no, That's conceptually good. he's I like, like a great character. Like when you think about it, you kind of unpack him and you think about him on a conceptual level. But the actual like. You, when you get him, he's like, and you contrast it to Reagan, who's just so like overwhelmingly charismatic and funny and sweet and like a good guy who's a bad guy. And he's like a rogue, right? And Mob is so like yeah. vanilla, you know, but in a kind of great way when you kind of stop and pause, like, I appreciate him if I don't enjoy him, you know, to the same degree I do with Saitama because Saitama is yeah. like funny. Yeah. Right now yeah I agree with that. I agree with all that actually the
1: the idea of you know writers kind of writing themselves absolutely i, I can see that with this particular character and we even see like cough cough Stephen King <laughs> well, I, mean, I was I was even going like thinking about you know like uh, F. scott fitzgerald and and looking at some of his work and 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 looking at even like Edgar Allan Poe to an extent kind of pulling in from elements of his life but like to get away from my day job um you know looking looking at um like even in these first three episodes the idea of we we see like a glimpse of him like oh i was really like into this girl and now i want to try to you know i'm going to fall into the stereotypes of what a girl would like a girl obviously likes a guy who's built so i'm gonna you know ignore my cool psychic powers that make me individual and make me who i am that that do make me stand out but like a typical teenager or middle schooler it's like no what actually makes me stand out is being like everyone else so i'm gonna i'm gonna work out i'm gonna do these things
2: i like i really realized that yeah. Like uh, I went to an all boys ca- all boys Catholic school and it was a very like you know, yeah. repressive environment. Everyone's dressed in white shirts. We're not allowed we have to have our hair a certain way. You're oh. you can't have facial hair, you can't wear yeah. you have to wear black shoes, you cannot wear brown shoes. Right. It's like all slacks and it's such a mm-hmm. I found it like a very like stifling environment, like emotionally, right? And the idea of like fitting out is like the last thing you wanted to do. Is you just had to like you almost wanted to just right. like the the idea of just like being normal and being unnoticed and just being kind of like unexceptional was like such a such an important thing and then like in asian society which is you know a little bit more buttoned up than than western society i could see like that being a big thing in like in his kind of like motivation that's understandable like, you know like powers are cool but girls are you know for a 14 year old boy like yeah. that's like right. that's like I'm conquering like, ah. the force you know if that's the
3: thing yeah yeah <laughs> behold the power of boners
0: I, I want to sum up my, my thoughts about uh, Mob, but uh, I need a drink first. Hold on. It, it, it's been a bit dry oh, talking about Mob. It was a
3: bit! <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I knew he was doing... I didn't know where he was going with it. I knew he was doing a bit.
0: Mob is a compelling character in the fact that he's not compelling. Agreed. Um, he's very... Yeah, as, as we've all said, he's bland. He's naive. But I want to add one more word to there to this about mob. He's earnest. He is painfully earnest in his intentions and his, his actions. He's very upfront. He's very direct. He's, he's even though he's repressed emotionally, he's very kind and thoughtful. You know, he's, he's not dumb. He's not a genius, but he's very, he's very centered. And it's at once his appeal, but also his, uh, detraction about him. Um, And yes, everything you said, you know, he's got these amazing, fantastical powers, but yet he wants to be middle of the, he he wants, he wants the mediocrity. He doesn't want to be psychic guy. He wants to be everyone else. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that's well said.
0: And it's great. And, and later on in the series, again, don't want to get into too heavy of spoilers, but when you get, they, they explore his brother a lot more, right? And it's very interesting when yeah, you, like get, when you get to the yeah. stuff about his brother.
3: I was going to bring that up though, that at least in these first three episodes, it was kind of interesting to see that he has a genuinely supportive, functional family. Like his brother mm-hmm. in likes anime? him That's and tries weird. to take care of him. And like, exactly, exactly. He has both, both parents are alive. They're together. The fact
2: that he has parents are not on a business trip. Yeah. Yep.
0: Right. Oh, and and that and that they they scold him not for having psychic powers, but that his psychic powers keep bending the spoons.
2: Including the brother was a master stroke. Not to get into spoilers, but like how those two brothers play off each other, and how like I can't remember the brother's names. Uh, Ritsu, Ritsu is like everything that Mob wants to be, and Mob is everything that Ritsu wants to be, and you know, and it's like how each of them struggle with it. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a cool like um dynamic. Like uh between those two characters later on.
0: When it comes to, to them, they view each other in the same way they're seeing yeah. the forest for the trees. Absolutely. And and believe me, and, and you know, if you actually do forge ahead in the series, you you will actually like the that dynamic between uh, uh mob and, and uh, uh Ritsu because they it's it's magnificent how that grows too.
3: Andy, have you ever wanted to just be like your brother?
1: Ne- never <laughs> once. Never
3: I've often wondered though
0: if, if your brother has ever wanted to be you. He's
1: he's he's, he's told me that before. I don't get it, but he's told me that before.
0: My own personal experience. How many? How many times have I said glowing things about Steve? All the time.
3: I, I knew as soon as you started talking about brothers, this was gonna come up.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mister. I grew up. Uh, I grew up without any siblings. Deal with it. I'll
1: unfurl the couch. I'll unfurl the
2: couch. Yeah, I, did, well, uh, I feel like we're. I feel like we're going <laughs> places we'll here. We're session. making progress, guys. A couple more sessions, and I think you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, before we close up this episode, I do want to talk a little bit more about some of the individual episodes and just moments that stood out. We've talked about some of them along the way, but uh since we're not doing our typical play-by-play of of episodes 1, 2 and 3 like we would normally do on an episode of Toonie Japanese, let's just let's just talk about the the moments. And maybe even each of us can have like one moment that like really impacted them and like helps maybe our listeners who have not seen Mob Psycho like to understand like why they maybe should. And Josh, like an eager student with a hand up. I'm going to call on you first.
0: Yes. I will join the body improvement club.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was great.
0: That, that was great. Um, It's, it's, it's such a great juxtaposition moment because yes, um, as you alluded to earlier, Andy, it, you know, you're expecting him to actually lean into the telepathy club. And instead he, he decides to join the body improvement club and that that actually does have kind of a ripple effect um that builds into something greater later in the series because you think it's just a one off joke but they keep referring back to the to the um uh, body improvement club the bic i'm just going to go there the bic awesome. throughout the rest of the series and they are they're my second favorite character in the series second favorite character is the body <laughs> okay. is the bic you know you, you think it's just a one off joke right now no keep watching the series they 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 are very prominent throughout the rest of the series and in a good way um even to a way where some of my prejudices towards people of that ilk <clears throat> my professional wrestling days really helps create an idea that yes there are actually decent people even in that in that realm
1: uh bill hi hi how are you <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm okay. I said that a little bit there. Josh talked for a while. Hey, Bill, tell, tell, us, tell us
1: about like you know a scene that stayed with you for for good
3: or for worse in this anime. In episode three, the whole like happiness cult freaked me out. It made me it um, made me extremely the masks uncomfortable. And the, yes, um, you know how I feel about yep, cults. Anyway, we
1: had a whole, we have a whole bonus episode <laughs> yeah. at Patreon.com/slash/Tuning Japanese where you talk about cults. That is true.
3: Yep. So they were a very very creepy version of that so that really really stuck with me uh reagan trying to use table salt and not knowing that was yeah not that was gonna
1: creepy. work i love that
0: it needs to be purified what are <laughs> you doing
3: and also just like i said before the, the family the family dinner the family dynamic the fact that it's a perfectly ordinary nuclear family
1: um to to go back for a second to the episode three Uh, I really, I mean, and I don't know, I don't, this is not, say, a a bad thing for the show, because, you know, good bad things can happen on shows that, like, shed light, but, like, that whole part where the girl who's, like, the news reporter for her school comes in, she's got the camera, and she's taking pictures, and the entire time, like, this guy, Dimple, is, like, You're you should smile. You would look so much nicer if you smile. And like I was cringing the whole time. because I'm like, there's that culture, right? Of, well, like like women mm-hmm. aren't w- w- women. Oh, you would
0: be much prettier if you smiled more. Yeah,
1: yeah. Either. Like that 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 cultural like message that women get so much. And you know, it isn't just targeted to her. It's targeted to like the the men in this too. But it's it's it made me cringe the whole time that scene where they're like, you know, you should just smile. And she's like, I don't feel like smiling. And like, well, maybe you should laugh. I don't feel like laughing. And I'm spending the whole time just being like. This is uncomfortable. Like, this is, I don't like it. But, you know, again, good literature, good art can bring about and make us feel uncomfortable for a good reason to point that out.
0: I'm going to draw one more, one more parallel. Ren and Stippy, the happy oh, yeah. helmet. Yeah. And happy, <laughs> happy, joy, joy. And just how truly miserable Ren was mm-hmm. wearing that helmet, despite right. he was so happy. You know, you could draw so many, you know, like too much of a, too much of a good thing is going to be terrible.
3: Well, and that was more—that was the same emotion played mm-hmm. for laughs there. Um, but I think horror and and comedy are cousins for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: uh, Yada, what about you? As far as like a, a big takeaway scene or scenes, like
2: I, this one is not really overly significant. I just thought it was—it was the one that really took on my funny bone the most, and I, it, like, it's the reason I love Dimple as a character. And it's like he's not even like responsible for this moment. Uh, I'm sorry to do a Josh and go a little bit further ahead, but. I believe it's episode five or six. I'm not really sure which one it is. Where we think that Dimple is like gone, right? We think he's gone, and there's the scene where Mob is sort of like, "Oh, Dimple's gone," and he has this moment where I like, guess a series of flashbacks to all the the happy memories they had together. But it's just Dimple being an absolute shit all the time, and like Mob kind of going, "Yeah, like basically it's like, yeah, fuck that guy." <laughs> <laughs> but they had that, they the, had like all the flowery music, and it was like come on let me take over your body uh-huh. and the great creepy things that dimple would do you know <laughs> and i just thought it was such a, like a, it was such a, like a like a rug pull and i never saw it coming um i thought it was just a really like like it tickled my funny bone the right way and for some reason it always stuck with me like that scene just thought of how funny that was like like a, like it's rare that you're like you know, like yucking out loud i'll say but that was the lol moment for me for sure yeah you know
1: um, yeah, for me, I'm trying to think, I mean, really all of episode two, I really enjoyed episode two. I, you know, the only thing I didn't like about it was the scent ghoul. I, again, that was, that, that went to like a really <laughs> weird, gross place where it's like, Ooh, let me smell these girls. And I'm like, it makes me question a little bit about our, our, our creator of this show just a little bit, but, um, you know, that, you know, tied in with the other stuff. But again, I think it's maybe just pointing out the, the bad traits and that also Japan have so. And and also Japan, right? Hundred percent still something we should.
2: Yeah, it's the it's the Germ the Germany of Asia. Yeah, really, honestly. Um
3: <laughs> There's there's some stand up comic who said a thing It was like, There's something about losing a world war that just makes your porn weird.
1: <laughs> um wow. Uh so no, episode two is great. I really I really enjoyed episode two quite a bit. You know, episode one didn't really stay with me all that much. Uh, You know, just obviously setting the the tone for for the characters and and the situations. I had some problems with episode three. I do not like Dimple. I, I know you're not supposed to really maybe not like Dimple, but I just, I really do not like him. And then at the end of the episode, he showed up again. I'm like, no, please. Can we just not, can we, can we not have this character stick around? Like,
2: I would say that a sanitized, like castrated, like a castrated version of Dimple is a lot funnier than the menacing one you see in episode three. Like later on, he essentially becomes... Like, Slimer, you know, and that's, yeah, he's comic relief. Kind of like he plays he's off, okay, um, and it, <laughs> how he reacts to Reagan is hilarious. Cause he's just like, this guy's mm-hmm. full of shit. And Reagan can't see him, you know, um, <laughs> I, before like you guys can hop off, I had a couple of like little, little t- tidbits actually that I thought might be like, you might find some interest in. So yeah, um, let yeah. me start off on this one because it's like, you know, One Punch Man related. Obviously, Mob is very powerful, extraordinarily powerful. And, Many of the class S heroes in the series are very powerful. And there's another Esper in One Punch Man who's Tetsumaki um, or Tornado. I think her name is in English. Terrible yeah, tornado. and she's, like the, she's the number terrible two ranked hero. She's got psychic powers as well. So it was a common question amongst, I guess, the fandom in Japan. It was like, who was stronger? Or who would win in a battle between Tetsumaki and Mob? Well, no, the creator actually came out and said, like, um, this person would win. And Mob's like, Mob at 100 loses to Tetsumaki, but Mob at question mark, question mark, question mark, defeats her. So he is OP as hell, but he's not like, yeah, because you kind of like, in season two, you really get a sense of like how powerful she is and she can take a Mob, she can take Mob down at 100 mm-hmm. and Mob is absurdly powerful when he gets to 100. Um, right. Another one is like, I don't know if you know, if you've caught all those like references uh, in some of the episodes, like, oh yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, um, there was the screen, the screen on the on the cell phone.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah. And you had we the uh, the ball chin guy is the guy who set up the hero um hero association.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: There's the, also the, the uh, ball chin yeah, goblin in episode one. Uh, they golden. go through the tunnel, which is like eerily like I, the first time I watched. It, it's like, oh, that's kind of like spirited away. The uh, Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. movie. The girl goes through the tunnel and enters into the spirit world. They mm-hmm. go into the tunnel and meet the spirit who, and then turns into. The no faced spirit from Spirit Away for like a, a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't oh,
3: yeah. catch that. Yep. Okay. I didn't catch it. Yeah. I'm going to have awesome. to rewatch
0: that now. <laughs>
2: I, Josh, you, I know you for, I'm pretty certain you have. I'm not sure the other guys have watched a Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. I don't know if you're getting like serious Yu Yu Hakusho vibes off the school bully or like more like Kubara vibes. Um, or like, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does, he does come off, uh, Kubara and the awesome, inevitably. yeah.
2: And the awesome, uh, telekinetic club. I, I think you know, personally this is just like me is like there's a there's an anime called The Melancholy of Harry Suzumiya, which is from like the mid two thousands. Very weird, like club anime about a girl who was just like a god, but she didn't realise she was a god. And um I think that girl and her club is a play on that that anime. The guy is like he wears like 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 One Punch Man, like the references are like the guy is such a weird dude, he has such a blend of eastern and western kind of influences. It's like it's not always that easy to pick up on some of them, but I found like in some of them in Mob, they're a little bit more telegraphed than maybe in One Punch Man, where he was probably you know being a second work, he might have had a little bit more like nouse as a writer. But I liked I liked like trying to play spot the or trying to make connections between what I was seeing on the screen because like I think a lot of it was like very deliberate, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, totally.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's just all over the place. You're gonna get referential either humor yeah. or just flat out references. Um and. It's great that you're pointing that stuff out because, yeah, without you pointing that out, we were just, you know, clearly, we were like, oh, yeah, 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 no face. (laughs) You know, but, yeah, the Kuwabara vibe uh, for certain. I I definitely kind of got a little bit of that without the, hey, you're a (laughs) messy
2: That's a good impression.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Don't encourage
3: him. (laughs) I think
0: that's the best Christopher Sabat uh, impression that I could ever do in my life. Is his cool bar. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> All right. We're going to about close it up here in a minute. But before we do, uh, are there any last thoughts about Mob Psycho 100 as far as our discussion of it today? Anything that we didn't cover or anything, any closing statements any of you have?
3: So, what are you going to do when I uh, yeah, decide I want to do this as my next anime? Yeah, boy. Are <laughs> we just going to start I mean, from episode four?
1: We didn't do. I'm down. <laughs> We didn't
2: do a episode by episode for this, so yeah, we we'll, this will be kind of a preview for that if you decide to do that.
3: I do have a uh, kind of a back pocket next anime,
2: Bill, In the words of Emperor Palpatine,
0: "Do it." <laughs>
2: you know you, you know you want it. <laughs>
0: oh man, you are you are you know referencing Palpatine to, to these two. Um, I'm Bill, especially yeah. unpopular uh,
2: opinion. I don't I actually don't like uh, Star ugh. Wars. <laughs>
0: They I don't either. Not big Star I'm not a huge Star Wars, not Star Wars guy. I've seen oh, I'm not, me neither. I hate
1: guy.
2: Star Wars.
0: Hey,
1: look
2: at that!
1: Yeah. We, got, we got a new we got uh, we got a new host for the I, show, Josh. Thank you for putting in your two weeks' notice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, well then. Well then, uh, Yada, can can you let uh, Taka know that I'll be joining you, uh, joining him, and, and yeah, gushing I'll over and the guy. It'll be like an old w, <laughs> WWF to W C W. We're, doing, uh, we're, we're you know, doing a trade. We're doing a trade. Switch out. Uh,
2: Josh
1: showed up on Monday night,
2: (laughs) (laughs) like Lex, like Lex Luther, the first night of Nitro. (laughs) So good, that's so
1: good. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or
3: Kevin Nash. Um.
1: Anywho, final thoughts on on this bill. So yeah, if you decide, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I have a I have an anime in my back pocket that I've been kind of stashing for a while and you talk about dinosaur anime. Yeah, no, it. I know
1: what you I know what you're referring to. We're not going to say it out loud cuz we want to we want to we want to no, keep no, as much uh, mystique as possible for you know 2 years from now when we get to it. But
3: <laughs> I'm not going to promise I'm not going to get through this and go, "Hey, this actually may be worth watching yeah, and doing." Fair. So, it, like I said, I've enjoyed it so far. Good. Coming in 2024,
0: season 7, Mob Psycho 100, season 1. <laughs> Three guys in their
1: 40s talk about anime. Uh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, Josh, any final thoughts on
1: uh, on I almost like Gurren Uh on, on Mob Psycho?
0: I thoroughly enjoy Mob. Um, I don't know if they have plans for a third season. Or no, it's done. If, if it's the, done. Uh, it's yeah. done. It's done. It's done. Okay. I, I found it to be a treat. Um, the It's a unique series. For those of you that are maybe on the fence about it because of the animation style or because you like One Punch Man better, give it a go. Give it a chance, um, because it's it's very enjoyable. It's very thought provoking, and you'll be surprised how much you'll take away from it. I I honestly believe that.
2: Uh, Yada, final thoughts since you brought this to tw- to the table. I I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, I just want to echo the words of like Josh and Bill. Like if if you're on the fence about watching it, do. You're like it, it's an experience, and it's not something that it's not bland. You know, like you'll either love it, you'll hate it. It's if you like One Punch Man, it's like I, I think it's like One Punch Man with soul. Like there's a lot of it's like it's it's maybe it's a little bit more like you know um, after school special at, at times. It's a, it's a little bit more like on, on the nose, you know, with with how like emotional it is. Maybe it's not as like quite as like scathingly critical of like big big um, organizations or like these to- these totems like One Punch Man is. But um, I think the the heart of the series really shines through, and um, it only gets better episode upon episode it just outdoes itself for 24 episodes it's self-contained it's not like one punch man we could go on ad infinitum like this is 24 episodes and it's done that's the end of the manga it's all done and it's a masterpiece or like in its totality it's a masterpiece for what it's worth if yeah if you're on the fence about it hopefully i can just push you off the fence and (laughs) you know in the direction of funimation or crunchyroll or wherever you need to watch it yeah, I don't
1: have much to add. I mean, I'm a little still on the fence. I don't know if I'm going to jump to watching more of it yet. I might wait and see if this is what Bill chooses and then go in with a little, you know, fresh perspective and, and give it a second shot. But um, you know, I mean, I did enjoy what I watched for the most part. I did laugh out loud. You know, I did I did smile at certain parts. Uh, I, I kept, keep bringing back this the particular episode too. I really liked. So yeah, no, I think it's it's not bad. Not going to say not going to say uh, Masterpiece, but I'll say not bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh I think that about does it for this particular episode of tuning japanese
3: i don't I don't throw around the phrase masterpiece lightly and that's, I won't today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's <laughs> totally fair uh before we take off Yata, i wanna first of all say thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I know it's super
2: late. I'm a i I'm a night owl, it's okay.
1: Okay. And I know I well, I know that scheduling has been, been a little difficult with everything that's been going on with all three of us as well. So, um before you go, uh, I just wanna give you an opportunity to once again let people know where they can find you online if you chose you choose to be found, and I assume you do.
2: Yeah. Uh My Anime Podcast. Uh I think the spelling is pretty self explanatory. We're on My Anime Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh yeah, I'd like to formally extend an invitation for you guys, like scheduling is always tough but maybe in the future we can do this again but maybe we can inverse it where you guys make me watch something and we can talk about (laughs) it on my podcast Uh, because i just i enjoyed myself today and like you know sometimes these appearances can be kind of tedious because Mm -hmm. uh for whatever reason you know maybe you're not in the mood for it but i thoroughly enjoyed myself and i couldn't think of a better way to spend the last 90 minutes with you guys fantastic it was a lot of fun thanks for having me yeah I appreciate it, too. Like, I had a blast at doing this. I always I always yes, enjoy thank you. getting
1: guests on to get different perspectives. And like I said at the beginning, you were one of the ones that I really wanted to get on for an episode. And hopefully we can do this again sometime soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love it.
1: All right. With that, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast
2: where four dudes
1: in their 30s talk about anime. Why do I always look so bored all the time? I
0: don't know. Probably just when I'm editing. My name's Andy. I might want to spend the rest of my life with my crown. I'm Bill. Yeah, I yeah, I am anemic. I'm Josh Scrawl! <laughs> I forgot my. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, and we will see you next time.
0: Bye
2: bye. Bye bye. Bye. Like.
1: Can we do that like last ten minutes again? Because uh, I had to grab my dog. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at Tuning Japanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a 5-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer.
0: I did have a dream.
2: I wanted to confess my feelings to my first love, Tsubomi, and hold hands as we walked home.
0: Take a look, Tsubomi. When you make frogs float, they start swimming. Oh, wow. That's so cute. I can make the bar all squishy, too.
2: You're amazing, Mom.
0: Look. I'm only showing you these things, Tsubomi. I'm getting bored. Huh? The red team can move! You are fast, Akira!
3: (laughs) That's it. If I can change anything by joining a club... Then I'm gonna
0: join! Mm. Thank you for having me, Body Improvement Club.
3: Wait, what'd you say?
0: Huh? Welcome aboard!
3: Good to have you!
0: Thank you!